I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, Carrie Thompson. Would you please introduce yourself? I'd love to. Carrie here, Chief Operations Officer at Code Red, and also a, I can't say retired because I still am, I, I, I want to say active duty nurse. Can I say active duty nurse? I think so, yes. <laughs> that sounds like active duty army. So I'm an army wife, but I spent 20 years doing open hearts and ICU trauma until Chrissy had me come to work with her. Also guys, I know you know it, but it's a terrible story to tell. Oh, weight loss surgery failed me terribly. And I did not lose my weight until I finally started listening to Christy. I you hate it when your sister's right. Oh, and I'm Christy's sister as well. <laughs> I know. I, I sometimes forget. Carrie and I walked next door. We were talking to Chris Gethin and his wife, Sybil, and we were standing in their kitchen and I, they were looking at us like, like this back and forth between Carrie, Christy, and he goes, I can't do his accent. But Chris said, I don't know which one is which when I listen to you, you know, and it was like, he goes, you guys are so much to take in. And I know even Carrie, when I'm listening to our podcast, cause I like to listen to it. I can't tell the difference sometimes in our voice. It's hard for me too, as well. Isn't that weird that like we, it's just weird. It's weird sometimes. Well, how about poor dad, Carrie, Christy, Laura, mom, you know, one of us answered the phone. Cause it, growing up in our household, when we answer the phone, we would say Terrorist house. This is Christy because you can't tell the difference between all of us. We all have very similar voices. Well, and there was no caller ID. Also the phone went click. Yep. Click. Even better than that, we were on a party line. You had to we're wait for the lady. Yes, you had to wait for the other people to get off the phone. And if you really wanted to get them off the phone quick, you would just keep picking up and hanging up, picking up, and it would just go click. Oh my gosh, sis. Oh, that's so funny. 208 476 Yes. <laughs> I don't even know my husband's phone number, by the way. I know. I'm like, it. oh, my husband's phone number? Just a minute. Let me look under contact. <laughs> I, don't know I only, the only reason I know Miles phone number is because it, it, when I go to fill up the, the truck with fuel, I have to enter the phone number to get the, the three cents off. Oh. <laughs> the only reason I know it. Oh my gosh, you guys. Well, we are so uh. thankful that you are uh, joining us on this podcast and we've got a doozy for you today. We've got one that's really going to bring up a lot of feelings to the surface in a lot of you. And you know, that's our job. We tell you what, not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And today we're talking about toxic relationships, how to recognize a toxic relationship. And unfortunately this is prevalent. I'll start us off and then Carrie, I'm going to jump right into you. I don't have a problem in this area. There are a lot of problems in my life that I'm working on that God's dealing with me about toxic relationships is not something I struggle with, but Carrie, you have a little bit different take on it. I do. And I will tell you that had you asked me a month ago, if I struggle with toxic relationships, I don't think I'm at Chrissy's level, but I would have been like, I'm a strong woman. 
Like I, I'm strong in what I believe about God. I'm strong in my career. I feel good at what I get to help Christy with. I feel like I'm good at it. I'm a good nurse. I'm a good mom. I have a great relationship with my husband. I know what I believe and I know how I believe it and I can back it up. I'm a confident person. I truly believe that. I mean, there are all things that about ourselves that we don't like, but I'm really, I would, I think that's safe to say, Christy, I'm, I'm really a pretty confident person. You're a confident person and we were raised in a very loving, stable household. Yes. And we were raised to love Jesus and we were raised with stable parents and a stable, consistent household. And so I'll tell you where my wreck, my problem with toxicity started with toxic relationships started right out of high school when I hooked up with a guy that I had no business hooking up with. Of course, he misrepresented himself different than what he ended up being in order to rope me in and get me. But I mean, I ultimately the real responsibility falls on me. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have run off with him. And he was horrible and still to this day is a horrible, evil man. He horrible he was, human. <laughs> he's a horrible human. He, he beat me up. He physically abused me. He verbally and mentally abused me. And I recognized right off the bat, the tox toxic relationships and how horrible it was for me. So even at 18, 19 years old, I was already onto this. Yeah, Christy, Christy, when she divorced him, she wrote on the Amazon box, she clicked on the box that says product is not as advertised. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. So Christy has always had a knack for this. And, and again, Christy's very cut and dried, I think, because of a lot of the things that have happened in her life. She's able to cut these things out. And guys, I would have sworn I had that skill set. But Christy recently, and she knows about this because I'm the one that cried to her and told her about the situation. I found myself being sucked into a toxic relationship. And the thing that upset me the most is that I was, I mean, I was upset about the relationship, but I was mostly upset with myself for letting Carrie get involved in that. How did I get there? How did I get there? But Carrie, we want to make sure we identify here the difference yes. between toxic relationships and toxic people. We don't think it's the relationship we have with that person. We don't yes. think that not all toxic relationships are that, like that person's an evil, horrible person from the pits of hell. We're not saying that because Carrie, because I just want to say that. Yeah, I, we, I guess for I whatever mean, we've all worth. met those people. You know, the girl that goes from friend to friend, they're BFFs forever and they can't stand each other. Those are probably people that struggle with being toxic people. So I do think there are like, like this gentleman we were talking about earlier, Christy, I do think there are toxic people, but I'm talking about when you get into a toxic relationship and you don't realize you're in it. And the thing that bothers me the most and the thing that came clear to me and Christy helped me understand was that it's so insidious. It happens so slowly. It's like the lobster in the pot of cold water that doesn't realize it's going to be killed until the water's boiling. You don't realize that you put it in the cold water. It doesn't have any idea. That's what happened to me. So let me tell you what happened. I had some insecurities about a certain area of my life. And I had been reaching out to this person in a mutually beneficial relationship, discussing these insecurities and getting help with them. And I got to tell you, Christy, I think that's how I got myself into this because I, I second guess myself and I want to do the right thing about this area of my life. So I'm trying to get help, trying to get help and then not realizing the other person is kind of abusing me in the process. Yeah, very nasty. Yeah, very nasty. And I'm like, wait a minute, but but I need help in this area. So, so you um, put up with it. 
So I put up with it. So I was having this relationship. Everything was fine, but it started slow. Like it started just an insult here and then kind of a snide comment here. And then, well, you really don't know. And one time I finally said to this person, well, I'm not a complete moron. I might not know about this subject, but I've worked in ICU like for years and I have these degrees and I've raised three children. It's not like I'm just like some dummy. And they were like, I'm not insinuating that. And then it just kept going where it was the, this was the breaking point. They asked me to call them, which I hate talking on the phone. Christine, I know that if I actually call you on the actual telephone, that means probably somebody has died. Carrie, the or, last time I called you, by the way, was December 9th when I found my husband collapsed on the floor. Yep. Otherwise we just don't, we just don't do the phone. We have another system of keeping track of each other. So I said, sure. I was in a bad place emotionally. Anyway, I was pretty stressed out. It was kind of a hard week. And I said, sure, I can talk to you on the phone. So I got on the phone with this person and they gave me the advice I needed. I said, thank you so much. And then they wanted to start a subject with me in which they disagreed. And so I stopped them. I said, Hey, I actually don't have not to be sound hippity dippity, but I don't have the bandwidth to unpack this with you right now. I just don't like, I'm not in a great emotional spot and you're going to disagree. We're going to disagree. You're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. So can we just not continue this conversation? And this person said, well, but I just have to tell you. And they kept going mm -hmm. and Christy, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like you disrespect me so much that you can't recognize if I was talking to Christy about anything. And she said, Carrie, like, I can't, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, like go get a bath, go get a cup of coffee, go get in bed. Like, I'm so sorry. Or if I were talking to my mom and she was like, I can't have this conversation. I'd be like, I love you. Like it showed me at that moment that that toxic relationship, that person had zero respect for me, Christy, zero respect for me to continue that conversation after I very clearly said, I, I put up a boundary. I don't want to have this conversation. So I think it's important to define toxicity yeah. in a relationship. So let's define what a toxic relationship is. And I wish we had dad, maybe we'll do a part two where we'll get dad on here and he can help us define what a toxic relationship is. Cause to me, I don't know the Webster's dictionary definition and I don't know what the Google says and I don't know what a counselor says. I don't know what a professional definition of in my mind, it would be somebody lack of respect. It would be somebody verbally abusing you or putting, I guess, yes. putting you down, tearing you down. Cause only 93% of all communication, only 7% of communication is verbal. So there's three, 93% of it. There's a whole lot of huffing and puffing and eye rolling and body language and other things that are nonverbal going on. I think that could really, and something that I guess sucks the life out of you. <laughs> and I would add to that. I wrote this down. That's why I grabbed my oh, pencil. I would add teasing, but teasing with a point. Mm. it's different for me to go. It's different. For, I can't even think of something insulting to say to you, Christy, hang on. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know. it's different like to go aggressive. Yeah. Like it's like that hidden thing. Like this person mm -hmm. said like they, well, you, you know, I said, oh gosh, I guess I'm being a dork. I, I didn't understand that. And then they were like, well, yeah, you totally are one. It's like, it's not very funny. Or like, if I was yeah. like, well, yeah, Christy's got that hair. Well, you know, nobody like, it's like, oh, that's yeah. It could be taken yeah. as a tease, but it's teasing to make a point. It's that passive aggressive way of communicating. Like yes. I'm not a complete moron, you know, and it's that kind of kind of edgy teasing where it's hurtful. It's yes. not funny. Like every time I tease Christy, I would never want to hurt her feelings. I only want to make her laugh in any way possible. So that's my form of teasing never to hurt. But when it, when someone starts jabbing at you, but they're like, Oh, just teasing. 
that's starting to kind of come into that toxic area. And Christy, the, when the person kept having a conversation, they, they had no respect, not even no respect what you said, but no respect for my boundaries, Yeah, no, no respect, respect for my boundaries. boundaries. And I think when you walk away from a, a, in order to kind of determine if it's a toxic relationship, if every time you leave that person, you feel worse, yes. that's probably toxic. Yes. When you feel exhausted, when you see their yes. name on your phone, and you go, oh, I just can't with this person. That might be a toxic relationship. It may also be that you're not that you're not vibrating on the same frequency as them. So they suck your energy. So they could just be an energy sucker. Sure. But a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times, I mean, it, it feels like a used car salesman calling you. You're just like, I can't, I just can't with this. I can't, I just, it's exhausting for me to talk to this person. When I talk to Christy on the phone, I get off the phone like, you know, yeah. I'm excited. I'm like, what are we going to do? And then I get my calendar out and we plan little things and like, we have fun talking yeah. on FaceTime or the phone. That's fun for me. I never even during feel stressful, even during stress. We don't suck 100%. the life out of each other. hundred percent. And I feel like Christy, of course, Christy's vibrating on a really high frequency. I try to vibrate up there. I'm not quite there. I try. I can't quite get up there, but I have a different vibrating life is my thing, but it makes me excited to talk to her. It makes me want to be a better version of myself when I'm with you. But when people bring you and you just feel like so drained and emotional and you have a headache and you can't get mm. through the conversations and, you're and sad. then when they start, I'm going to add this one, when they start the comparison game, it, mm. I think that is a sign again, not a counselor. We should ask our dad. I should have Googled this before we got on here for me. It was, well, you have this and you have this and making me feel bad about the things that I have. Now, the things that I have are because I've worked hard for them and I've sacrificed. I put in my time with schooling. I put in my time with my career. You so th it. that's why I have these things. That's why I have, you know, this person was upset because I had a nice barn. It's like, and, and just jealous. Well, not everyone's barn has a concrete floor. It's like, oh my gosh, are we really doing this? Right. And so to hear those kinds of comments was just, well, not everyone has electricity in their barn. Well, that's, but that's not my fault that you don't, right. or not everyone has a husband, but that's not my fault that you're unhappy with your husband. Right. And so when you start going down that road of conversation, you may be around a toxic relationship. I, I had a relationship with an awesome girl uh, and it ended five years ago. Was that a toxic relationship? No, we were best friends. That was not toxic. It was that it became a one-sided. I became the person that was putting way more effort into the relationship that, than she did. And I ended it because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a best friend with, with somebody who's not going to put out equal effort. And that I just, it just was best to end that relationship and that's fine. But it wasn't toxic. It wasn't insulting and hurtful and passive aggressive and sad. And I didn't feel bad. I felt great. I mean, we had such a great friendship. I miss her. But it is it. You, so don't so understand that there could be, you know, there's a season, a reason and a lifetime and there could be that situation. But you need to recognize the people in your life. And let's say, OK, let's get this, Let's do a scenario. What if your toxic relationship is your mother in law and she's the grandmother to your children? And you're like, Christy says, I need to, to get my get back out of these relationships. Well, OK, you can't do that. Those are her grandkids. What do you do? That's a really good question. In fact, 
I, I swear we have the same spidey sense. I was literally going to say, oh. what if the toxic person is in your family? I had this happen recently to me as well, without revealing a lot of details, because I really don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But every time I was around this person, they just drained me. And it was never, thank you, Carrie, for what you do. I don't never. need thanks, but I do want to feel like you appreciate the time and effort that I'm putting into this because I don't have to. And I do. And, and it was always like, well, you know, wow, what happened to your hair? Or wow, what happened to this? Or weren't you guys doing a diet or just good Lord crap like that? Yeah. So it just gets, it gets annoying. So what I do now is I, because I can't, you can't stop communicating with this person. What I do is I'm very, I control the interactions. Ooh, yes. I say how it goes and I've limited the, it's, you know, when you're getting an x-ray and you step behind the little thing, the x-ray tech does, and they say, hold your breath and they go click and they go and breathe. It's sort of like that guys. I want you to step behind the x-ray area when we take the x-ray. So you're going to limit your exposure to the toxic relationship. You're going to limit it. You don't have to call them six times a week. You don't have to go out there and clean. I was doing the cleaning. I was doing the bathing. I was doing a lot of the work. And finally, my husband actually, who's a lot like Christy, we've said this on many podcasts. He said, stop, just stop. So I still do what I need to. I'm always kind. I always do what I, you know, what I can, but I don't go above and beyond anymore. If that makes sense, I don't go out of my way. And that has reduced my stress from that toxic relationship so much. So when I can interact, I'm not already angry about what's happened previously. It, it boils down to how we handle it. You're not going to change that person. No. I, I think we just did a podcast on this, but you're not going to change that person. So you need to change how you react to the person. You might need to put up some walls. You definitely need to put up boundaries. You have to protect yourself. If this is your mother, let's, if this is a family member that wants to see your kids and that's good to do, and then they're not abusing your kids or, or being nasty to your kids or anything like that, then Perhaps you drop off the kids at your mother-in-law's house and then you leave them for three hours while you go do some errands and come back and you're not interacting as much. So there are ways to handle this where you protect yourself mm -hmm. and you're not letting yourself get hurt, but you've got to protect yourself and you've got to walk into the situation knowing exactly what to expect and not having more expectations on this person than yeah. you should. Exactly. Don't just know that they're probably going to say something about it was funny. Anne Marie's dad has a German mother and I'll never forget. She says, I like when it, this is when I was heavy. I like that Carrie she's pretty, but she's got big hips. Well, I didn't get offended by that because that's her. And that was not a toxic relationship. But if you just know that some things are just going to be them, like she's going to say something about my hips. She's going to, she thought my teeth were all fake. You know, she thought they were all fake because they were so straight and white and just funny things like that. I just knew going there, there was going to be something said about my big booty Judy and my teeth. And it didn't bother me because I understood that going into it. So if you know, hey, when we go to see grandma, she's going to be grumpy. She's going to talk about how she never sees us. She's going to talk about how she's always in pain. She's going to talk about how no one ever helps her. And you just get your mind set for that. And you were only there for one hour. You have the interaction structured and then you leave. It's way easier than going in like, I want to help you and make everything better and then just getting your heart hurt. 
I would encourage those people who are watching that are believers, that you are Christ believers and that you uh, believe in the Holy Spirit and you believe in, in Christ and you believe in God and you believe in the relationship. If you have a relationship with God, I would encourage you before you go to interact with that person, let's say it's a situation where a family member and you can't, you have to interact. I, I would suggest that you pray a prayer of protection over you and you just pray, Lord, I ask that you go before me. I ask that you shield me. I, I mean, I don't know whatever fancy words you want. God doesn't need those fancy words. He just talked to him, talk to him about what's going on. Holy spirit, please go before me, prepare the situation and protect my heart, protect my heart. Help me not get offended. Put a watchman at the gate of my mouth. Help me just get through this without, without being hurt and without a fight and without a whole huge tense moment. Cause your kids can sense those, te those tense moments. And I can promise you, if you are a Christ believer and you have a relationship with God, that is, that's what's going to help. That's really good. It's going to help. And a lot of pe people that have gone through that, they say, I would never have been able to get through it without a God. And there are so many situations where I have had to pray my way through and you might find yourself praying your way through. If you can't eliminate the relationship, I would eliminate the relationship. I have no problem eliminating relationships that are not good for me. If I feel worse leaving somebody, no way am I going back. Yeah. I think if you feel worse, if you feel insulted, if you feel drained, if you feel like you have a headache, if you just feel sick, if you just don't feel good when you leave. I mean, is everyone going to be like a raw relationship? No. I mean, right. you know, like if you're, I'm many shifts nursing that the rest of us are like, well, we're all in this together, you know, like, let's just get it done. We didn't feel woo, you know, but it, those weren't toxic, but if somebody makes you feel badly about yourself and somebody starts to disrespect you and disrespect your boundaries that you've made clear, especially when you make your boundaries clear and they don't, you guys, that should be a red flag to you. And yes. that's what happened to me. Christy was like, Carrie, she disrespected your boundaries. And I was like, you're totally right. I didn't even think about it until Christy put it that way, but take inventory of your relationships and what is draining you. What is causing you to feel worse about yourself? Why do you continue to put yourself in that situation? Why guys, life is so short. Yeah, I agree. I was just thinking here about my friend. Marley ha is a friend with somebody else. I would classify it as a toxic relationship. And I've told her that like she gives <laughs> my, my unsolicited opinion. I'm like, she appreciate you that going, you don't need to be going around that anymore. And she goes, and I said, does she cause you to aspire higher? Does she make you want to level up? She said, no, but not every relationship I have makes me want to just conquer the world. Like mine does with you. I had to throw that in there. So, you know that. And so she said, no, but it's okay. It doesn't, I don't walk away feeling worse. All right. Well, she's willing to tolerate that. That's fine. And, and I hope, oh Lord Jesus, I pray with all my heart that I never leave somebody feeling worse when they walk away from me. I've told the story on other earlier podcasts that I was 16, maybe 15 years old. And I looked up to this girl in our high school. She was maybe four years, five years older than me. And she was, she had a crowd of people around her. And as you guys know, I trained horses for 13 years. And anyway, I walked up to her and she insulted me in front of all those people. And it broke my heart and embarrassed me because I really looked up to her and she really, and even to this day, I can feel, I can almost feel a physical pain in my gut. And I said at that moment at 15 years old, I never want anybody to feel the way I feel right now. And I've made that choice up that nobody walks away from me ever feeling worse. I, gosh, I mean, just even the thought about like, just makes me kind of panic thinking, did I ever hurt somebody like that? Oh. Uh, I hope not. I was a senior in nursing school. 
um, just finishing up and I went to OB at St. Joseph's Regional Medical Center in Lewiston, Idaho. Yes, I will say it because I'm sure that nurse is gone by now. And we, she was such a toxic, awful, grumpy, horrible nurse. And I've met a lot of them. I've also met some amazing nurses. So the, the field of nursing is awesome. And she was so rude to us as students. We went to bring in donuts because we didn't know any better. So we brought in a thank you card and a bunch of donuts to say thank you for letting us come have clinicals. It was an OB. I'm just going to tell you, OB. And I was trying to decide whether I wanted to do that or critical care. And the last day she was so mean to us. I'll never forget this. I walked up to her and I said, you know, you've been so mean to us as soon. I can't believe I said this, by the way, and didn't get kicked out of clinicals because this is back in the day when you did not do things like that. I said, you know, I'm going to be a good nurse. How I knew that, I don't know. I was so bold. I said, I'm going to be a good nurse, but I will never work in OB, never labor delivery because you have treated us so badly here. Well, I had to have a big conference with her and a big meeting and I, I, I got pulled in, I got written up, but, but it is true. She was so toxic to the students. It was just like your, it was sort of like your moment. It, although I think your moment's a little bit more poignant that I said, I'll never work. And I never have worked OB and I won't, I probably could go back to it, but this area from here down, just no, thank you. <laughs> when the boobs down, I'm good. No. But Christy, she was such a toxic person. So discouraging. I never, ever want to make any nursing student feel like that. I wanted to say, oh, welcome to OB. Yes, we're really busy. Yes, things are bad. Yes, we have people having babies. Yes, there are babies that are sick, but come on in and watch and learn and see if this interests you because there's going to have to be somebody that fills your shoes. There's going to be another horse trainer. There's going to be another OB nurse. There's going to be another ICU nurse. There's going to be somebody caring for your kids. There's going to be another grocery store person. You've got to love and meet people in that you know, in that space. But Christy, I agree with you that that was that was it changed me. That moment changed me. Well, you know, Carrie, just a couple of years ago, I spoke at a big auditorium full of people and she was in the audience and she still treated me the same way. She gave me no. a snotty look. Yes, she gave me the snotty look the entire I'm thinking, why are you even here? The, the entire time that I was speaking, she was up there glaring at me and she was she's even to this day is just as snotty and awful as she ever was when I was a kid and it, it's been 30 years and I just I'm amazed I'm amazed that but guy I mean you just guys we, we don't just want come on this podcast and tell yeah. stories but we're trying to give you examples since well you not, guys have those stories too you guys yeah oh right and yeah. we want you to recognize this that could be going on you have got to protect yourself or it will eat your lunch it will eat your lunch and in it, it does it in such a slow way. It could be big, like Christy's moment. Like Christy was never going to try to be friends with that person again, or it could be slow. Like what happened to me. And all of a sudden I'm like, why am I so drained emotionally? And it's because of that toxic relationship. So be really take, it's time to take inventory of your toxic relationships of your relationships in general and talk about it and decide, like, really think, how do I feel walking away from this person and examine whether it's time to kind of limit your contact or put up stronger boundaries. That's a perfect way to end this. Thank you so much for listening to rebel weight loss and lifestyle. If you like this, please rate it, please review it. And please share it. It's the best way. Let us do the arguing for you. Let us try to do this. You know, it's going to be hard for you to try to, I don't know, whatever situation you're in, maybe we explained it better than you could. And so just share the podcast, but either way, we sure appreciate the support. We appreciate you being a part of the rebel community. We love you. We would love to have you on our next challenge, 10 pound takedown.com. Everybody 
have a good one. Thank you so much, sis, for joining me. You guys you. take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.